Welcome to the Home Medic. You're listening to the series on doors and windows for your house. Welcome back to the warm land of the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. The subject this time is skylights, and we have Heidi Hansen. I am so glad to be here to talk about skylights. I just love light. our beautiful, lovely, and talented... Thank you. Thank you. ...co-host, guest. I'm not sure quite what the word is. Guest. Skylights are one of those items that will pretty much put a chill in the spine of any home inspector... Why is that? They are awesome for natural light. I don't want to be the person who tells you that skylights are not something you should ever do, but if they are not flashed properly, it's going to be mold and termite and rot, and you know it's just going to be any number of problems. So I remember growing up and going to a lot of the parade of homes, and there were skylights were really popular way back then. Uh-huh. And and then you look at some of these older homes and. A lot of them do have problems, and you look up at those beautiful skylights, and they're all like cloudy, covered with the, uh, mineral deposits, etc. So there's definitely some guidelines with skylights. We're going to talk about those guidelines. Now, in this particular segment, the subject of keeping your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital, it is more difficult to relate skylights with keeping your family out of the hospital, but you can do it. Unless you're walking on the roof. Now, that could be an issue too, right? That could be an issue too. And in a minute, I'll explain how to avoid this. But here's the potential problem with skylights. You know, they're up on your roof, and somebody cuts a hole for the skylight, and then they plant the skylight, and then they kind of they, they put the shingles or whatever you got for shingles around the skylight. And maybe you try to seal it up with some caulk. You clap your hands and get off the roof, and you think you're done. Mm. And you go inside and you look up and you say, and oh, the sun. Exactly. You go up, you look at that, and you think, oh, how cool am I? I just put a skylight in. <laughs> then the next day a rainstorm happens and you've got a rainstorm inside your house as well because we didn't flash those skylights properly. <sighs> now, let's talk about flashing because not everybody understands what flashing is. Flashing is basically sheet metal. And so that's a fancy name for sheet metal. But what you're going to want to do on any roof-related issue, whether it's skylights, whether it's attic ventilation, or maybe you've got plumbing vents that are up there, the flashing needs to look very much the same. I like to say that you want to have your roof be like a deck of guards that's been pushed over. Mm. Actually, to be more precise... It would be like a deck of cards where you push the top or the bottom, not the top. So basically, the idea is that you want water to be forced to stay on the surface of the roof at all times. Oh, fascinating. So if you've got this skylight here, let's say that you've got the roof and then we've got the skylight. And maybe we tried to seal the seam perhaps with a roofing tar on okay. the top side. Okay. That's one way to cause problems. Because quite often you're going to get water running down the roof. It's going to hit that skylight. It's going to go underneath the skylight. And then you're going to have water inside that skylight opening. So I remember we did discuss this when we were talking about the roof venting. Uh And 
that concept is really fascinating, the way that metal sheet just kind of causes the water to flow upward away from leaking, being able to leak in, right? Yeah, well, not necessarily upward so much as stay on top of the roof. Okay. It's still going downhill, but it's keeping things on top. And then quite often what people will do on the bottom end of the flashing, and this applies again to any roofing, but also and especially to skylights, is people will often want to, on the bottom end of the skylight, they're going to want to put the shingle on top of the flashing on the bottom end. Yeah. And just to be clear, I want to maybe just paint that picture a different way. Imagine the skylight sitting on your roof, of course, it's on a slope. Now we're looking at the downhill end of that skylight. If you put the shingle on top of the downhill end, you are forcing water underneath that shingle. And so now from that point down, you're going to have water underneath the shingles rather than on top of the shingles. So the bottom end of the skylight, you need to actually have the shingles be under the skylight as opposed to on top. Hmm, okay. And then the flashing goes between the seal of the window and the roofing? Yeah. So on the top side, you want your shingles on top of the skylight flashing, and on the bottom side, you want the shingles beneath the flashing. Do the pros know this? Can people count? If they're not doing this themselves, can they count on a pro doing it right? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I As thought a that home might inspector, be. I find that people generally don't do it right. And it's hard to know whether it was a pro or whether it was a Joe homeowner, but I see it being wrong so often. I go back to a home that was new construction in a resort community that's not too far away from where I live. And that was an expensive home. And this was probably 10, 15 years ago. It was probably an $800,000 house. Pretty nice house. Mm -hmm. Probably by now it'd be more like a $2 million house because of the size and all that. I've painted that picture because I want you to understand on that particular roof, you actually had no flashing. And this was done by professionals. Quote unquote. So yeah, you had a two inch diameter sewer vent surrounded by a four inch diameter hole. Mm. So water runs in snow, runs down the roof, and runs right into the house via that. And that was done very professionally, at least. At least they were getting paid Yeah. to do they, a bad job. They got paid <laughs> as if they were professionals. <laughs> and that's why guys like me have a job. I mean, if every home was done well, then home inspectors would have a hard time making a living. Are we ready to move on to the energy conservation factors, the positives of skylights? Is there a positive side to skylights? Mm, I'm going to say that's a mixed bag because you do get more sunlight in there, but giving up attic space and attic insulation, you know, the ventilation that comes with the good attic, you're giving all that up so that you can have that light from above. And so heat in the wintertime, when things are cold, heat's going to want to go straight up there. Yeah. And it will be easier for you to have heat exchange between the indoor and outdoor spaces when you've got a skylight there. So you're not a fan? I'm a fan for reasons that have nothing to do with conservation. So as maybe in the bathroom, a natural light coming down through yeah. the... It's nice to have that real light so that you can see pretty much any time. Mm -hmm. And it makes a house more warm, more comfortable, more inviting, those sorts of things. But if you're doing it for energy conservation, probably not. Okay, good to know. 
Okay. Condensation will often happen on the bottom of some of those skylights as well. And we've all seen the glass of lemonade taken outdoors, how you get condensation on the exterior of the glass. Same sort of thing can happen on skylights. Mm. So the condensation can happen, especially when you've got extreme temperature differences. Maybe the inside of the house is 70 and the outside of the house is zero. You're going to have condensation again, depending on the type of skylight, and that condensation can, what's the word, coalesce hmm. and run down and get onto the sheetrock, and then you've got a mold factory. Is that condensation temporary, or is that the kind that is between the double panes that you can't get rid of? Yes. Both? Yes, both. If you've got a double pane sort of skylight, you can actually get fog between those and then kind of like windows, the only fix for that is to replace the skylight. But, yeah, the condensation can actually happen on the bottom side as well, and then as it runs down, if you look at your skylight and you see dark stains or if you see spider webs... Oh, yeah, those aren't fun. Quite often what's happening is the spiders are feeding on bugs, which are feeding on mold and mildew, which is feeding on the wetness that is in the vicinity because of the condensation. So if you're seeing the spider webs, you know that you've got a small ecosystem that you have created because of water issues, and you know it's time. And you do. You see those in some of the homes, with the older homes especially. Yeah. Streaks, you can often look at the corners of a skylight, and quite often you can see where streaks of water have come together. Again, I'm going to use that coalesce term. The water comes together and forms droplets and runs down the chase there. So if you've got that, you know that you have some water issues and you need to address those. Mm. Alternatively, Yikes. <laughs> if we don't do that, then we're back to having mold and termites and that sort of thing. And then if you've got family issues where somebody is more allergic to molds, now you're going to the hospital again and you're paying those big bills. But I sure love skylights. Yes. So the $10 fix is just to make sure that the flashing is proper. The $10,000 fix is to have a moldy house. Or the $100,000 fix is to move, upgrade, right? That's true. You get tired of having lung issues and people with the sniffles, so you give up the house and you go move somewhere. <laughs> that could be a $100,000 fix. <laughs> I want to wrap up with helping you to understand that even skylights, you know, we've covered windows, we've covered doors in these segments. The skylights also need to be on your radar so that you can do those $10 fixes as opposed to the $10,000. you are now master of your mansion for skylights. Does a teepee on a canoe in the ocean, let's assume that's their mansion, does it have a skylight? Uh, yeah, I think so. All you right. know where those little sticks come together at the top? There's a little bit of light peeking right, through. So we've got a skylight in that teepee. That's right. Even if your mansion is a teepee on a boat in the ocean, you still have this issue, and you're now master of that mansion. Yeah. If you need a pro, homemedicusa.com. And as always, be you because everybody else is taken. This is Julia McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. Today, our tip is on doTERRA Peace Essential Oil. This oil is so amazing, I think it should actually be called Denial. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's called peace because it promotes feelings of peace and reassurance and contentment. It counteracts anxious or fearful emotions, which we all go through struggles in our life, especially if your home is just flooded or any of the things, you know, you've got spiders or snakes. Ew. Okay, I could go on. But any of the things the home medic deals with, you probably need some peace oil. So if you'd like to know more, go ahead and reach out to us. Naturalsolutions at homemedicworld.com.